Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where your spirit is fed, your faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. One reason we lead with this confession is because you want to get your faith working for you right off the bat. You want to wait till half through before you decide, yeah, I think maybe I'm getting something. No, you're getting something right now. <laughs> Your faith is getting fed, uh, your spirit's getting fed, and your faith is growing stronger. Let's uh, pray and release faith today for just that, utterance that only He can give. We're uh, not relying on what I know. We're not relying on what you know or just your ability to figure things out. We're believing for the Holy Spirit to quicken and show us things we hadn't seen and give us ability to understand beyond where we have been. Father, we ask for it in Jesus' name. All of us joining together ask you for the anointing that destroys yokes, that removes burdens, that enlightens, enables, heals, delivers, restores. We're asking you, Lord, for those things that only you can do. Give us the ability to see and hear and understand and let come into us more and more of the spirit of faith and um, the strength of the Lord our God to do your will and to follow your plans and purposes for our life, to be a bright light and witness in the earth for you and to complete our course uh, before we leave here. We ask it in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Turn please to Hebrews, the 10th chapter, and let's continue in our study that we're calling By Faith. Hebrews 10, 35 says, cast not away therefore your confidence, confidence, which has great recompense of reward, for you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Verse 38, now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. We're not of them who draw back unto perdition or destruction, but we're of them that believe to the saving of the soul. In the 32nd verse, uh, we've gotten this far. He said, uh, what shall I more say? The time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. And then it lists numerous things that they did exploits, if you will, that were just miraculous things. Every one of these involved a miracle or miracles. Now, when you say miracles, sometimes you lose people because they think, well, I only believe in, you know, science and I only believe, well, right there, you, you set a limitation. Science that you're referring to is the knowledge of men that you're, you're talking about that kind of science, that's limited. I mean, just look at science 300 years ago. 
compared to today? Well, their cutting-edge science wasn't so hot. Well, if the Lord tarries and things go another 200 years, what do you think they'll, they'll look back to our time and go, they did what? <laughs> they did what to you? They, they'll shake their head. And so many things that people thought were true, they found out later, are not true. So your reliance on the current, present, latest knowledge of men is woefully inadequate. There's somebody above it. Hallelujah. There's a creator. He knows the end from the beginning. His knowledge is not imperfect. He is perfect in knowledge. And he's given us revelation of it in this, in this Bible, in, in this word. And so we see a miracle or miracles in every one of these people's lives. What, what does that mean? Something happened that no human being could have made happen. And yet, human beings were involved. God wants us involved in the miracles He does. <laughs> you know, for the most part, He doesn't do it without us. He involves us in the process. He wants us to learn. He's a daddy. He's a father. And so... He already knows how to do it. <laughs> he, he knows innumerable ways to do it. But he wants us involved. Why? He's training us. He's molding us. He's shaping us. He's training us to rule and reign with him in his eternal kingdom. And we're talking about something that's going to go on and on and on and on. And how, what's it going to require to do that? Not just intelligence. Sure, we'll need more and more knowledge and understanding, but how does he do it? He does it with faith. He does it by conceiving inside himself and believing and saying and releasing that faith. And he's, he's endeavoring to train us up in this. And he gives us what to him are some little stuff to practice on. <laughs> Somebody, little stuff. I got big stuff. Compared to him, it's little stuff in this life. Little temporary stuff. And we're to learn bigger lessons. If you go back to Judges now, we were getting into what happened with Gideon. And we see that in their time of distress, they humbled themselves and repented and asked God for help. And immediately, he sent them help through a, uh, a prophet and through a, an angel and through a deliverer. And Gideon did not yet know he was the deliverer <laughs> where we stopped. And that happens all the time. <laughs> something about God. He doesn't tell you everything. And he does that on purpose. He does that on purpose. If you have to understand everything and see it for yourself before you'll go along, you are not trusting. You are not trusting. And he wants you to trust him. So he'll tell you a little bit, just enough to get started, 
And most of the pieces you won't have, but it's an opportunity for you to say, well, okay, I guess he knows the rest. He'll show me when I need to know. And you start by faith. But when the angel appeared to Gideon, and he told him in verse 12, he said, uh, the Lord's with you, you mighty man of valor. <laughs> I can just see Gideon going, <laughs> huh? You sure you got the right cave? Uh, the scripture says, instead of calling him a, a mighty man of valor, he called him a man of courage, a, a brave, courageous man, a mighty man, there it is in the Amplified, a mighty man of fearless courage. <laughs> and we're laughing because he's hiding in the cave, trying to thresh a little wheat. You, you, Mighty man of fearless courage. Oh, friend, there are statements like this about you all through the Bible. And when you find them, you need to pause. And when you read it and it says, you can do all things through Christ, you need to pause and go, okay, that's me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. That's who I am. That's what I have. He's made you overcomers. I'm an overcomer. Right? I'm an overcomer. He's made you more than a conqueror. That's me. I'm more than a conqueror. That is the complete opposite of the way of the world. You don't hear the world by and large talking that way. Do you? You hear people running things down, negative, talking about what you don't have, what you don't know, what you're not, what you can't do. And that'll, that'll only hurt you. And so when he said, uh, it, you, he, he's not convinced at this moment. <laughs> and Gideon said to him, oh, my Lord, if the Lord be with us. So he's questioning it. <laughs> Why then? is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles, which our fathers told us, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us. Yeah, but why? <laughs> why? You forsook him. And he delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And whose fault is that? That's their fault, entirely. And the Lord looked upon him and said, go, you know, that's one thing about God. He just, he won't even listen to you. <laughs> Make excuses. <laughs> he won't even entertain. <laughs> You're telling him how bad it is and how hard it is. Uh, the, the angel, the, the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this your might, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent you? Wow. Now, class, you're paying attention, right? Because yes. this is how God does it. People want to talk unbelief to him. He won't hear it. He won't hear it. He won't even listen to you. You try to tell him how you can't do things and what a mess up you are and what a failure you are. God will not even hear it. He knows better. He sees the end from the beginning. He knows you can't do anything by and of yourself. 
but he wasn't planning on you being by yourself. He's going to help you. And with his help, you can do anything. With his help, you can overcome anything. Because what you don't know, he can show you. What you lack, he can add to you. And so he just, like he didn't even hear him, he said, go in this your might. I'm sure Gideon is thinking, what might? <laughs> my, my might. <laughs> and you'll save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Me? Me? It's got to be somebody. Right? And everybody comes from somewhere. And everybody's human. <laughs> and everybody's imperfect and not. It's got to be somebody. And yet, so many times when it comes up like this, people will go, me? Me? Well, who, who else? Who you want God to use? You know better than him? Me? You know, Moses went through that, didn't he? Remember at, at the bush? God says, I'm sending you to Pharaoh. And he basically said, me? I can't talk. You know I'm wanted over there. <laughs> they, got, they got my picture in the post office. <laughs> wanted. <laughs> and, and the Lord kept having, he said, you know, finally he, he said, I, I can't talk. I got this, this thing. He said, okay, I'll send your brother with you. But he's not going to agree with him that he can't do it. How many understand arguing with God? Futile. Foolish and futile. He said, go in this your might. And verse 15, he, he said, oh, my Lord. <laughs> Wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh. And I'm the least one in my father's poor house. <laughs> like, like that make the difference, you know. And people do these kind of things. What do they think that the Lord's going to say? Oh. <laughs> oh, you mean your family's the poorest one in the butt? I didn't think about that. He already thought about everything. And it's an honor when the Lord chooses us for something. We should not begin to tell him all the reasons why he shouldn't have picked us understanding he already knows more reasons not to pick us than we know. He knows our, you know, shortcomings beyond what we know. And he still picked us. We should say, thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you. Well, you know, you're going to have to help me a lot. Yeah, he already knew that. <laughs> He's already planning on it. <laughs> but you should say, thank you. Thank you for using me. And, and we say that, and of course that's the correct response, but almost everybody responds this way because when you're hit with it, I'm going to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Midianites. The Midianites are a massive military force. Why do you think they're all hiding in caves? Why do you think they're all starving? Why, hadn't no, why has no one stood up to them? The ones that tried it are dead. And this has gone on for years and years and years. And so you have to overcome that fear. You've got to come to believe that God is, knows what he's saying. He's right. You've got to come to believe if he says he can use you to do this, that he can. Can you see faith, faith, faith? 
Confidence. Can you see confidence? You, and what, what's going to give you that confidence? You must let the words in. You've got to stop arguing with what he said about you. You've got to stop telling him all the reasons it can't happen. Is there any direct personal application of this in our lives today? Oh, everywhere. Everywhere. Because the enemy will feed you the other side. He will tell you how these symptoms can't be fixed in your body. How the test says this. How this is incurable. Uh, the percentages. Everybody that gets this, you know, 80% die or 90% it's incurable, whatever. You've you got to get that out. And when the Lord says... He took your infirmities. He bore your sicknesses. He carried your pains. By stripes you're healed. You've got to believe he, he means what he says. His words are more powerful. You've got to let them in. Anybody hear, hear what we're saying here? Let his words into you. One of the most amazing examples of this is Mary. When the angel came to her told her she was highly favored of the Lord, told her there would be a child born of her without the agency of a human father. How did she understand that? She said, how will this be? And he said, the, the, the Holy Spirit's going to come on you. The power of the highest is going to overshadow you. Well, she didn't. She understand everything that would happen in all of that? No, but she could believe it. She could just choose to believe it. Remember what she said? Be it unto me according to your word. Did she let that word in? Yes. See, she's got a free will. She could have resisted it. She could have said, that's impossible. How? There's no way that can happen. That's crazy. She could have said all kinds of things because it never happened before. There's no precedent for it. And yet you see why God picked her among other reasons. She just chose to believe God. She said, okay, be it unto me, according to what you said, according to that word. She let that word in her. And the Spirit of God came on her and the word literally became flesh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Literally manifested in flesh. Well, that kind of that principle is still happening today. The Lord hadn't told us that word specifically, but words like it, if you let them in and you embrace them and you receive them, they take root inside you. And the next thing you know, the Spirit of God shows up in your life and they manifest outside of you. It's called a miracle. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you got to stop arguing with God. He said, Oh Lord, uh, wherewith, uh, how will I save Israel? My family's poor in Manasseh. I'm the least in my father's house. Did the Lord ask him about how much money they had? No. no. <laughs> Did he ask him about the pecking order in his household? No. No, but that's what the enemy will feed you and tell you that that's, that's more important. You think about when uh, the Lord came to the disciples walking on the water. This is miraculous. And Peter says, if that's you, bid me to come. He said, come on. And so he did, and he's actually, Peter's actually doing it. 
And yet, this thought comes. Look at the wind. Whew, it's blowing. Look at the waves. Whew, you can't walk on the water when the wind's blowing like this. <laughs> well, that's unreasonable. You can't walk on the water when it's smooth, when it's calm. And yet, that's what fear is illogical. Fear is unreasonable. It doesn't have to make sense. The enemy just tries to hit you with a feeling and a thought and a panic. And so he went, oh, 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 the wind's too strong and the waves are too high. He started sinking. He began to lose his miracle and the Lord spared him. We must stop arguing with the Lord. We must stop looking at the wind and the waves. We must stop looking at what we don't. He's telling the Lord, uh, you know, we don't have any money. We're broke. And, and I'm, I'm the least one in my family. And, uh, you know, that's basically what Moses said. You don't want me, you know. I can't talk and I'm mourning over in Egypt. And that has happened over and over again. I, I reckon the Lord probably gets tired of that. What do you think? He's probably thinking, okay, I'll let him. And then when you get through, just like you didn't say anything, he said, Go. <laughs> In the power of your might. Why? Because all that means nothing to him. That means nothing to him. And it should mean nothing to us. <laughs> the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you will smite the Midianites as one man. Boy, I, I like how the Lord talks. He didn't say, Go give it a shot and see what happens. <laughs> he said, You will. Praise God. You will, I'll be with you, and you will smite them. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. The Lord's words, if we'll receive it, it'll put an image in us of victory. It'll put an image in us of the, the desired result. And so you'll see it in you before it even starts playing out in, in this realm. Hmm? He wanted him to see uh, Israel having victory over the Midianites, getting free from their domination, not having to hide in caves anymore. And he wanted to see him leading it. And God's words produce vision. God's words illuminate your, your understanding. When he says something to you, you don't just hear it, you see it. We use that language all the time, don't we? You're hearing something, and, so, and you say, I see that, I see that, I see that. And literally, in the Spirit, you are. You see things. And in order to, to have the victory in an area, you've got to see it. If you've struggled in something, struggled in something, and without realizing it, you have a vision of failure in you. Even when you start to try to do it again, before you even start to get free from a habit or whatever, you see yourself failing. You don't really believe it's going to be successful. That's why a lot of times when it's not successful, people are not even surprised. They're like, well, you know, yeah, I, okay, I thought I'd try. Well, no, you, you, you were never convinced that it was going to be any different. But when the Spirit of God gets a vision of victory inside you, even before a move is made, you see yourself with that. You see yourself free from that problem. You see yourself, hallelujah, hallelujah. victorious, yes. and if you can see it, you can be it. Right. Huh? Yes. If you can see yourself with it, you can have it. 
If you can see yourself doing it, but you can't just produce. People say, well, yeah, that's visualization. Yeah, but when I'm talking about you cannot produce yourself. You cannot produce this vision yourself. I'm talking about vision from God. See, Gideon didn't produce this himself. It was the angel that came. It was the, the word of the Lord that came to him to said, you are a mighty man of valor. <laughs> and you're going to go in this might and strength and you are going to lead Israel and you are going to deliver them out of the hands of the oppressors, the Midianites, go do it. <laughs> that wasn't just a pep talk. That was living words from a living God and it's getting right into his spirit. And while that's coming into him, what's happening, saints? Anybody know what's happening? He's starting to see it. He's starting to see. Maybe it was a little weak at first because he's still giving excuses. But he's starting to see. Could this actually happen? Could this actually happen? Could this, this could actually happen? This could, this will. This will. You, went, you go from no way <laughs> to could it to it could to it will. Can you see the progression of persuasion and the progression of confidence, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Y'all okay on this? And so uh, we won't take the time to look at all of it, but he, he asked the angel to wait there and he wanted to bring him a meal. <laughs> you only know what you know. And he said, would you please wait? I'm going to bring you something. He said, yeah, sacrifice, sacrificial meal. And he did. An angel didn't eat it. He, he put out his staff and touched it on the rock and fire came out and consumed it. Boy, it was a sign. And then the angel left and, and then Gideon was scared that he might die because he realized that wasn't an ordinary guy. That was an angel. <laughs> And he was really scared that he was going, verse 22, he said, alas, he said, perceived that he was an angel of the Lord. Now that's revelation right there because apparently in the beginning he didn't realize it was an angel. Must have looked a whole lot like a man, right? And he said, alas, O Lord God, because I've seen an angel of the Lord face to face. And the Lord said to him, peace unto you, fear not, you shall not die. And then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it Jehovah. Shalom. Until this day it's yet in Oprah of the Abizier's rites. And um, God was and is and always will be the God of peace. You got you to remember the whole country is just terrorized. And, and can you see how jumpy he is? He realized he saw an angel goes, oh no, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. He's hiding in the cave. That's why when the angel says, you mighty man of valor. <laughs> you're thinking, oh, that's a stretch. But what God says is true. But he's overcoming and he got a revelation that God is peace. And that peace is helping him overcome his fears. And that peace will help us overcome every fear we face. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The peace of God that passes understanding, keeping our hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. And our time is up again. Say it out loud like we do. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. 
Praise God. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.